All right, this is Chandra, and I'm here with another Contemporary Horsemanship Company podcast, and today I wanted to talk specifically about lateral flexion. So overall, I think most people know what lateral flexion is. Um, There's two separate kinds of flexion that are most commonly talked about in the horse world. It's lateral and vertical. um, Most of the time, lateral is first. It's flexing the horse's head from side to side, so if you're mounted to the left and to the right, And then vertical flexion is like tucking the horse's nose in, also called like having a headset and uh, part of collection. It's not collection. Just having the horse's head there is not collection, but um, it's um, associated with that. So I wanted to talk specifically about the lateral flexion and how it affects training. and, And it's one of those things like most horse training, if you mess up the little details, the exercise either doesn't work at all or it doesn't work properly (laughs) so and you can tell a lot with flexion sometimes you can get away with other things like not doing them exactly right um, when you're training your horse but lateral flexion is one of those things and vertical really um, is just one of those things you cannot do wrong or you're really not getting the benefit from it you're teaching your horse something very different just by like not releasing exactly right and it's there's a lot of details. So I wanted to talk about the details of that because I had been working on that in a lesson recently and I thought that was a really good subject to go over. So just um, overall, I wanted to talk about how to do it um, in the halter, the bridle, and then like some common issues, mistakes, and then how it affects everything else. So how I generally teach it is in a rope halter. You can use a flat halter too if you have like a very sensitive horse. If you don't have a sensitive horse, um, teaching it in the flat halter might be to your, not to your benefit. Like it could be bad because, um, they're more likely to lean on it. So I just, in general, I would start in a rope halter. Um, I'm the way I teach it, there's no pulling and bumping and none of that stuff. So you're not going to be yanking on your horse's face to teach that. I, I hate it when people teach lateral flexion like that. I understand where it's coming from because a lot of people use that as like bending to a stop or one rain stop, an emergency stop. I get that. Um, obviously, I would I don't get on any horses that can't flex laterally because I need to stop them. But which I'll get into in, in a more... Um, in a specific podcast all about bending to a stop slash one rain stops and what the difference is. Um, I'll get into a whole podcast on that, but in general, bending to a stop, um, I'm going to put a bend in the horse. I'm not going to pull their head around. I'm just going to put a bend. So they're on a circle. And then if they're, um, going too fast or if they're bolting or something like that, they will kind of wind themselves down. Um, that's what I use as an emergency break in most situations. The, um, not the bending to a stop, the, um, the one rein stop is just pulling my horse's head around and stopping the horse. Um, you can see a lot of trainers, um, like Clinton Anderson does this and he's really got his horse flexed, um, to the side a lot, um, which is also used as a emergency stop. But the difference between the two is that when you are doing a one rein stop, you're just pulling the horse's head around. So, he's going to just bring his nose all the way around versus bending to a stop. I'm just going to put a bend and I can probably see the horse's inside eye and his inside nostril. And then I kind of let himself spiral down versus grabbing him, which is much safer. Um, how they teach 
horses to fall in movies, not necessarily to fall, but how to do it, not teach it, just do it, is they canter along, they grab one rein, and they they lay down. Basically, they fall over because they're pulling them off of their balance. So that's why I've been, um, one rein stops can be dangerous, um, depending on how they're taught. That's why there's such detail that goes into this. So I definitely love bending to a stop. I need that emergency brake. That is super helpful. But if you pull too much, too hard and really pull them off balance, they can fall down. So that's where the difference is. Definitely don't want your horse falling down. Obviously want your horse to stop. So I don't get anything on anything that doesn't flex. So from the ground, if I have my rope halter on, I'm just going to stand next to the horse parallel facing forward and I'm just going to pick up on the reins or the lead rope um, just a couple inches from where it's attached to the halter and I just pick up and I'm going to kind of pull out to the side and over. I do have some YouTube videos on it. You can search um, contemporary horsemanship on YouTube and you can see there's multiple videos with different horses on how to teach lateral affection if you need like a visual of it. But I just kind of stick my hand out to the side so he's he's not going to bring his head necessarily toward himself but he's going to bring it over and to my left if I'm facing forward and I'm on my horse's left side. So all I do though is grab it and hold gently. I'm not pulling it. I'm just holding it. So I'm, I've closed my fingers and I'm holding it. So there's pressure on there, but I'm not going to grab it. I'm not going to pull it toward his body. I'm not going to pull it toward my body. I'm not doing any pulling at all. I'm just holding the pressure there because I want the horse to come off of that pressure on his own. And that is the difference between bending like flexing laterally one way and flexing laterally the other way that so there's two different ways that are usually taught and the one way is going to get your horse um flexing he'll flex but you really miss the mental aspect of it and I feel like you have to do a lot more work versus like if I'm just going to flex my horse the way I do it is I'm going to I hold my hand out, or I hold my hand to this, my arm out to the side, and I'm gonna wait until that horse comes off that pressure. And it can be a little annoying because it can take some time. Like you might have to stand there for 10 minutes before he flexes, but it's gonna be worth it in the end because you can flex by pulling your horse's head around all day for the next 10 years, and he's probably not gonna be as soft as the one that you waited for and released as he was bringing his head towards you. So that's the main difference here is that when you pull the horse's head around, he's getting a release once his head is usually going the opposite way. So if you're pulling on a horse and his head around to the left and he's come around, he's maybe say touched his side and you let go and he's his head's automatically swinging back around to the right. So he's getting that release as he's done and, and moving his head away from you. Versus when you teach it the other way, and when I'm just holding, he gets that release as he brings his nodes toward your hand. So that's why I'm not pulling. I'm not doing anything. I put pressure on. I hold. And as soon as he brings his nose or his neck slightly toward me, I just let go. So there's no pulling. There's no nothing. And he will get a release regardless, even if I didn't let go. I always let go. But if you have um, struggles with your timing, this this works better because he's going to when he's bringing that nose or that head towards your hand, he's getting a small release there anyway because he's put slack in the rein or the lead rope. So I just let go at that point 
and I start out really small. So I'm just going to get like maybe a centimeter of flexion there because I want my horse's head straight and I want his nose and his head to come toward me and he's going to kind of flex at the pole. I don't want the, the nose coming up and getting closer to me. I want that nose down and I want his head to remain vertical. So like between his nose and his ears stays, stays vertical. I don't want any twisting to where it's getting horizontal. And that's where you get that with the pulling and the not releasing until the head's over. Like there's really no need for your horse's head to be touching his belly. Like maybe if your horse needs to do like carrot stretches and stuff like that, that's fine. But when you're flexing your horse laterally, there's really, there's no reason for that. There just isn't. Um, Because you're teaching him something that he doesn't need to know. He's twisting at the pole and pulling his neck way around to the other side. That doesn't have anything to do with straightness when you're riding him. And if you're pulling him under, to keep him under control, like you probably shouldn't be riding that horse in the first place and he needs to go back and his foundation needs to be rebuilt. Now, I'm not going to say don't use the runway one rain stop, don't bend him to a stop. Absolutely bend him to a stop. But they really don't ever need that much bend. So, and there could be a case where he's just out of control and you need to bend his head all the way around. That's obviously not the situation. In an everyday training situation, they don't need their head bent all the way around. If for, you have an emergency, absolutely go ahead and do it. But I'm not going to train that and, and make my horse do that. So I want him to, to flex laterally and give to that pressure so I can safely bend him and slow him down. But I don't need all that extra twisting in his pole and all that stuff. We really don't need that. A lot of people just have um, trouble with the timing um, because when they get a little bit, they're like, oh, his head's coming around and they just kind of drag it around the rest of the way. Um, And that does two things. So one thing, it makes the horse heavy. And then one thing, the other thing is it keeps the tension in the horse's neck. So that's what I had with the lesson I had the other day is the mare's body is always tense and she would flex okay like she was just kind of having her head pulled around and she'd do it and she's done it for years but she wasn't relaxed and that was like the main thing that she needed was to just let go of that tension so what I found really worked for her is letting her sit afterward so it's just same kind of thing when you're riding and you kind of put a bend in their body and you wait for the horse to relax and then you let go and you give them that second to stretch their neck down, take a breath and just relax because lateral movements and bending the horse, it just naturally puts their body in a position where they can start to relax if done the correct way. Because if you're, if you're bending with tension, you're leaving that tension in. You really want to release that tension. So there's very like fine details in order to do that. So with her, I'm going to pick up and hold and then let go when she brings that head toward my hand, immediately let go. And then I'm going to keep the reins loose. Like they're just going to be on her neck. um, Or if the lead rope is, is what you're using loose, no contact, no pressure whatsoever. And then I give her a minute and then she would stretch down and she'd lick her lips. And she had that release of Um, endorphins because she was a little tense and that was the key for her so really there was two things she wasn't having her head pulled around so she could have that um, tension release and she had that moment where there was no no pressure being put on her whatsoever I feel like some people 
think that there's only pressure being put on the horse when you have a contact with their face and that's not true um especially when you have one that's really sensitive <laughs> like it's sometimes really hard to know like what pressures the horse what what doesn't and every horse is going to be different obviously like I have two Mustangs especially in the beginning just my presence was a pressure and that was weird for me um, in the beginning because usually with horses you going up to them and feeding them a tree and brushing them is always a positive thing and for the Mustangs it was not because they didn't like being touched they didn't understand why they were afraid of anything in my hand so it, it's definitely a learning experience but um it was, it was very interesting that certain things are not always positive to the horse. doesn't matter if you think they're positive, it's what your horse thinks. So what was happening is when we were flexing her, she was in a bridle for this example, and we, were, we flexed her to the side, but then he, she wasn't getting the complete release. So the student had flexed her and then had let go of the rein, but had the reins so like if you have a western saddle on the reins weren't on her neck they were just maybe an inch or two above her neck and they were probably even with the saddle horn so there was still slack in the reins but it wasn't complete slack she could still feel a little bit of that tension there like the it was still in there so she then just kept her head up and didn't have that full release and relaxation and, and bringing her neck down. As soon as, as he put his hand down on the neck, then we wait like two seconds and she would stretch down and yawn and lick. And it was completely different because what we were working on was a mounting issue because she carries all this tension in her body. And she's worried about a lot of things. And um, a couple of times she's had some bad experiences at the mounting block. Just something else went wrong. And it's kind of had nothing to do with the mounting block. But she was already had that tension in there. And then there was a bunch of horses. It was windy. It was this. And all of this built up. And then she kind of had an explosion at the mounting block and got away. So now she has this bad um, experience there. And we really have to work through it. So she had the tension. And then she had the bad experience. And I just needed to get all of that out of her body and the difference was absolutely amazing she stood there her uh, neck was horizontal which it's never horizontal when he mounts her so it's it was amazing the difference was crazy it did take about 45 minutes of that flexing and then the desensitizing to the mounting to get it but it was it was great the body tension is going to take a little bit longer to get through especially if the horse has been holding that the whole time during their training. So if you have like a green horse and you're starting one for the first time, as long as you don't start them with a lot of body tension, then they're usually faster. If this horse is older, um, had bad experiences or just, you know, wasn't trained properly and just kept all that tension in, it's going to be harder. So, um, it does take a little bit to get through, but just the proper way to flex her made a huge difference. And then letting her have a minute to just stretch her neck down, lick her lips, just have a second to just relax really helped a lot. That's the same thing with the bending under saddle. If I'm doing any gait, I put a bend in the horse. I'll wait till they relax. They put their head down a little bit. Then I let go and just have them on loose reins until they can. And then I give them a moment to just relax. So that seemed to, to help a lot. So with the lateral flexion, just just holding your hand in one spot and not yanking them around 
so that they can find that release on their own is super important. Like I know a lot of people can be really impatient in the beginning, but it really doesn't take that long. Like she was flexing to the side. It probably took a minute of holding the rain and then she'd bring her nose over. But when you're doing it and you're in there and you didn't get that immediate like response, you're like, oh gosh, she's not going to do it. And then you immediately want to go to pulling. But it's definitely worth waiting for because in the beginning, I'm only asking for that like centimeter of flexion and I'll release for that. And then the horse is like, okay, that makes sense. And then I'll maybe release for that centimeter a couple more times. And then I'll ask for maybe an inch and then maybe a bit more. And then you, before you know it, you have the, the right amount of bend that you need, which I don't go over um, maybe like half of a neck bend. So if I'm on the horse and his, her head is flexed to the left, it's about in the middle of the horse's neck or right around there. I don't want the horse all the way over to her shoulder, um, or to her girth. That's not really necessary. So, um, that's all about all the flexion I want. And then I make sure I can do it on the ground both ways on the ground. So me standing on one side and then flexing that direction. And then also putting the lead rope over her head and flexing the opposite direction, because sometimes they do have a bit of a struggle with that because they're you're used to just going to the side that you're on but once you get on them you're not going to be on one side so they might get confused so I always flex to the opposite side and make sure they know that and then I'll go ahead and get on and flex at a standstill if we got that then I flex at a walk trot and canter so or bend so that's really how I teach it I make sure that the horse is good in the halter first and then I'll put them in a snaffle whatever kind of snaffle works best for them um and I once I switch over to the snaffle bit like I'm gonna start at the beginning again so just like a little tiny bit of flexion and I'll release and then I'll give them a minute to just hang out so I'm not gonna just be like okay well you knew what to do in the halter so here's something different but I'm gonna expect the same don't do that um I'd also do that if you're changing bits just start over the horse if the horse knows what you're what you're asking and he's done it before like he's gonna catch on pretty fast so um it maybe take five minutes for you to just re review for the horse and make sure that the rules are the same and that's all and they've gotten it but um, I would just make sure all those pieces are done first, but, um, as far as it connecting to other things, um, I think flexion is super important for relaxation, but I don't want to overdo it too much. So for two reasons, for one reason, depending on your horse, um, like the quarter horse I'm starting is very want wants to be very lazy doesn't want to go forward she does and, and she's much better than she was but she thinks every time I pick up on the rain it's like oh stop <laughs> like I'm gonna stop now which is great like she's gonna stop when I ask her to so that's wonderful but she also wants to slow down or stop every time we steer and that's not as wonderful <laughs> so um just remember that like if you're having a hard time getting your horse to go forward you want to do the opposite of what they're doing. So just go in a straight line. We're not going to worry about steering. Just get them unstuck and going forward. And then we can work on some bending. So, but the opposite would be true for a horse that is going forward or going faster than you want. So one that's going faster than you want, you want to do lots of bending, um, lots of circles until they can relax and just 
not move as fast um, as they are. So that's one thing. So you don't want to overbend that lazy type of horse. And then the other thing is how the lateral flexion really um, comes together with um, like dressage stuff and other riding skills. So um, if you do too much flexion, the horse isn't going to really connect the reins to their feet. And that can be a problem because that's your steering wheel. So I like to have the flexion. And then I also like to, when my feet are on, have that going forward steering part of it as well. Because you don't want your horse to only just flex and then they don't understand the go forward and the steering part. So that can kind of get into things. Like I don't like to do a ton of like, I'm going, I'm riding forward and I'm flexing to one side or the other. I usually like, I want my horse to really follow where they're going Um, And then you're just kind of flexing their head around for no reason at that point. Because with dressage stuff, like, you really, like, I understand, like, the leg yielding and the um, half passes and things like that. But just counter flexing them and then, like, going the other way, I really don't want a ton of that. Now, I would fix certain things with that, but I don't want to overdo it. Like, a lot of bending from side to side while the horse is going forward is really not necessary. Because as long as I can bend my horse and he's really responsive, like, I'm great with that. Like, that's all we need to do then. I don't need to constantly flex him and bend him just for the heck of it. From that point on, like, I'm going to just steer and I would like a response with um, from his feet with the reins because I want those two to stay connected. I don't want, I pick up on the rein and I want to steer to the left and I just get some flexion and nothing and he keeps going straight. So I want to not do a ton of lateral flexion because of that reason. I want to make sure that my feet are still connected to the reins. So that's just a kind of overview of the lateral flexion. Like I'll do a, um, like a more in-depth how-to of the lateral flexion later on. Um, but that's kind of the general thoughts. And I 